Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. breath of God. Grace has many expressions. And without a doubt, it has engaged in your life so many times, you have no idea. that 
if you understood how often and how much your lives have been protected, guided, intervened by heaven, your jaw would drop on the floor. That is the nature of grace. And it's an itsy-bitsy voice, but everybody has that. It's like a, a wave of guilt that goes through you that says, are you really sure you want to say that or think that about that person? That's, that's grace in action. That's grace that comes in and says, take that back. That's how grace It saves you from doing something harsh and dark and gives you an option to do something good and light in its place. Grace is the breath of God. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. That was Carolyn Mace on a track called Grace. Isn't that beautiful? Grace is the breath of God. I love that. Grace is the breath of God, which means whenever there's grace happening, you're just vibrating qualities of love and peace and power just flowing through you naturally because you're in that state, you're in that zone. At least that's my interpretation of it. Anyway, I hope you're doing really well and holding tight to your journey and the journey that awaits you. I know a lot of us are working on uh, observing if our past is holding us hostage because many of us, we're all born free and we want to be free. It's just that we've had experiences in our past and if you're like me and you believe in past lives, that experiences from our past are still sitting in the soul. You know, when you drink water, it comes out. When you eat a meal, it comes out. But how do you take hurt out of the heart? You know, how do you change stuff that's going on in your life in which, you know, stuff has been happening to you for a long time and is just sitting there? Um, On occasions, I've spoken about a wonderful art piece we have in our ashram called The Garage. And in The Garage, there's just, I don't even know where all that stuff comes from. But it's just piled up with stuff. And every time I walk in there, I turn back. And I wonder if that's the same thing that we do when we step inwards and see that there's too much to sort out, and then we step back out. We step back out. We're not ready for change. But then there are situations and circumstances that come come into our lives that 
force us to make a change. It could be a loss of a loved one. It could be a health crisis. It could be a financial crisis. It could be anything that disturbs your peace and purity of personality. And when it happens, you turn away from it. You're not ready for it. And the change comes in a way that it forcibly says, you've got to look at this. Just start from where you are and change will occur. Our guest today is the amazing Dr. Sue Mortar, who is an international speaker and doctor for 30 years of experience. Dr. Sue's visionary models and techniques have ignited an entirely new approach to accessing creative genius and living from personal freedom. Now, in bringing together the ancient wisdom traditions with cutting-edge quantum science, Dr. Sue uses the energy codes. It's a guide. And she guides her students to unprecedented levels of creativity, health, and healing by building newer circuitry to raise their cellular vibrational frequency. Isn't that amazing? So Dr. Sue has often shared, you know, the platform with other great minds in science, healthcare, and personal development. Uh, friends, a lot of them are our friends, from Michael Beckwith to Greg Braden to Panach Desai, Dr. Joe Dispenser, Dwayne, Wayne Dyer, Barbara Marks Hubbard, who we just lost a few weeks ago, so we've been sending a lot of our pure feelings to the amazing Barbara Marks Hubbard. Uh, remember, we held a moment of prayer for her on a conference call with many of us. And also the amazing Dr. Bruce Lipton. And coming up also later on this week will be an inter- interview with Iyanla Bansant. So please stay tuned for that. So Dr. Sue is the author of The Energy Codes. It's a seven-step system to awaken your spirit, heal your body, live your best life. Today, we're privileged to welcome Dr. Sue Mortar to America Meditating Radio. Welcome, my dear sister. Thank you, my dear. It is wonderful <laughs> to be here and, uh, and such a delight. I absolutely love exploring these conversations in whatever way might be of service to our listeners today. So I look yeah. forward. Yeah, it's so important now to really have more deep, meaning conversations. I just got also the call with a relative, and I was just sharing a little bit of a story. I've been putting this on a lot of our friends' radars, and I've been talking about it. I don't know how long I will, but last week I attended a summit called the Weave the People Summit, which was initiated by New York Times journalist David Brooks in collaboration with the Aspen Institute. And what they basically did, they traveled around the country, Sue, for seven months to just listen, to just listen to what was going on in the country after this latest election. And as a result of that, they brought some of the conversations that really touched their hearts into the room in Washington, D.C. There were 300 of us, about 80 journalists, along with a few high-tier people and rest of the community builders. And David's vision is to build more of a community-based culture, a relationship culture, not this individualistic culture, not this isolated culture. And one of the big aspects of this was to be able to have a kind of a compassionate, caring listening to another person's story that they actually walk away feeling validated. So I just wanted you to hear about that. You know, it's called Weave the People because I found it to be really important and might be really one of the energetic codes that's required for us to become a little bit more spirited and to be able to live our best life. Indeed. Mm. One of the things that is necessary is that we learn how to access the heart when when there's yeah. a moment that 
that certainly feels like it warrants us getting in our head and becoming, you know, intellectually engaged and and smarter and trying to make decisions from an, an analysis standpoint or from kind of mere intellectual process. What what is needed is that we drop deeper into our wisdom, which yes. is actually resides in the body beneath the heart. And so the journey to the heart is made much easier when we have another reference point, even deeper still, which is our deep That's wisdom lovely. core. And when we're living from there, it is obvious that uh, we are not an isolated, separate self. We are the oneness that is that is here at, at this yeah. frontier of consciousness that being human means. And and by operating as such, we we have a greater sense of connectivity, a sense of belongingness, and and then a sense of sharing is automatic versus a sense yes. of survivorship. And that I have absolutely. to make it on my own. Yes, absolutely. Well, it sounds like your dad was an amazing guy, is an amazing man, and he was the pioneer in in energy medicine. So you were actually introduced to the concept of energy at a very young age. Now, how would you explain to our audience the idea of energy to someone who may not be very familiar with this concept, and why do we say that everything is energy? Beautiful. So... Science, quantum science is showing us that everything is just energy moving in different frequencies and that we have the opportunity to move that energy with our own consciousness. So the meditator would know it as consciousness or spirit moving in the body or just following the prana or these kinds of energies that we oftentimes experience when we're deep in meditation. And um, spirituality would call it spirit. Quantum science uh, would call the same thing this invisible energy, energy that is vibrating at such a high frequency, we don't see it, but everything is truly energy. The physical world is just compressed energy. So the chair that someone might be sitting in, the car that they might be driving in, the desk that they might be pulled up to is energy. It's just compressed more densely than the energy of their physical body. But their physical body is energy that is more compressed than their thoughts or their emotional states or their beliefs. And so... These are just different energy frequencies, similar to, you know, we learned in, in high school about um, ice and water and vapor, that they are all the same thing. They're just in different phases or just, just different vibrational frequencies of expression. So that might make it easier for people to kind of relate to. And, and so energy medicine is the, the world that I grew up in, meaning that energy flowing through the body allows us to be healthy and vital and strong, et cetera. And when the energy is moving through our whole system this way, we become more clear in our thinking. We become more emotionally able to transmute things rather than packing them up and piling up, as as you were describing, in a room that we don't even want to go in anymore. And as long Mm. as that energy is moving, we're processing and transmuting it and, and allowing it to be used or recycled, if you will, used for something else. But if it becomes stagnant, then the cellular structure bogs down. We become uh, more likely to have sinus issues or digestive issues or pain patterns or, you know, headaches or or inflammation in the body that translates to arthritis over time. And all kinds of, of physical ailments result as well just because the energy that is supposed to be flowing through our body, circulating, similar to how you would picture the bloodstream, you know, the, the cardiovascular system to be circulating blood, uh, the meridians of acupuncture, we know that what those needles are doing are redirecting the flow of energy. And what energy medicine from a consciousness standpoint is, is that we can flow that energy ourselves by 
understanding what it is that blocks it and what it is that sets it free. And so that's basically mm-hmm. what I'm teaching people how to do. I just got what you said, but I know it might have been a lot for some of our listeners. And so um, would you say that basically the energy that flows through us, is that coming more from the soul dynamic, the thoughts in the soul, or does energy just exist? Yes, so it does exist, and we route it through our system based upon our thoughts that are mm-hmm. rising from the soulful self. So the soulful self is kind of a, an energetic recipe certain vibrational frequencies that are rising here through this system that we are that we are walking around as and the idea is to learn to live from the soul versus living from just the mind alone we are mm-hmm. living in a culture that is attached to the mind we think that's who we are and the mind is really supposed to be serving the soul and so we have to get up out of the seat of the mind and sit down in the seat of the soul and be able to train the mind to serve us instead of allowing the mind to run the show because Mm -hmm. the mind is based in duality. So we will always have painful experiences uh, at least 50% of the time if we continue to remain identified as the mind. So the energies are here emanating from the soul, and as we learn to Mm. interpret them differently, we allow the soul to be set free here in this life experience. And if mm-hmm. we remain attached to mind, we keep holding the soul hostage. We keep we keep sure. suppressing it back into a box uh, simply yeah. because the mind alone doesn't know how to set it free. What but when do. we connect the mind with the body and the breath, we connect the three of them together, um, mm-hmm. everything starts to fall into place. And the, the instructions mind. are offered. Yeah. So mind, body, for, and breath. So basically, when we actually can observe through the body what we're going through, what we're feeling, and and take a deep breath, then we can discern, you know, where do I want to go with this thought, this feeling, and this energy, and we can reroute it. You know, it's funny because in the teachings of Raj Yoga Meditation, we also have this idea that the mind is just like a television screen, but whatever is recorded in the subconscious, what we call in sanskars, that's sending those images, and there is duality. There are two different experiences that we're carrying, the angel or the demon, right, the, the light or the dark. And it's really interesting, Dr. Sue, how that energy comes through us at times where the, the, the lower vibrational energy, how that can hold us back to such an extent that we really lose sight as to who we really are. And, and what we're here to do. Um, I want you to talk about the energy codes and how you actually came about to create them because they're offering you some great steps, you know, and your new book called The Energy Codes includes a lot of good steps. But first, before we get into the book deeper, what is The Energy Codes and how do we, I mean, how did you actually start with creating them? Sure. Thank you. So the energy codes are a, a process that teaches us how to take the demon and, uh, and dissolve it. I don't even call it a demon because I know that it's just anchoring energy, grounding energy that we don't, that while they're lower vibrational frequencies, they're not bad. They need to be integrated. And so the things that have been holding us back are holding us back only because our perception of them is that they are bad and wrong and we're trying to escape them. 
And so the energy codes teaches us how to embrace them and dissolve them and burn them up in the bonfire of our own uh, pranic energy, our own heart space, our own ability to love. So it allows us to take an energy that accompanies a thought and grab a hold of it, not just observe it, but start to route it, not just take a deep breath, but take a deep breath, routing the energy right up through the deep core central channel of our being so that it gets to serve the purpose that never got to serve because we isolated it and pocketed it off in, with our judging mind, deciding that some things are good and some things are bad. And so I'm teaching people how to bring unity into this dualistic thinking mind and to make everything serve us rather than us trying to figure out what we're trying to outrun or, or dampen or suppress or, or uh, you know, get rid of. As we, we live in a world that's trying to get rid of everything that we don't like, and in reality, it's all good. We're supposed to be embracing these things and turning them into st- to something that is of service to steward them into their fulfillment. And so the energy codes is a step-by-step process that teaches people how to do that, how to access, mm. even when they don't know what it is that's upsetting them. And I came to this because I had an awakening about 19 years ago, a huge, tremendous, multidimensional, transcendental awakening that was followed by several other integrative awakenings for years. And I became um, aware of my multidimensionality. I awakened at the Atman, at this higher self uh, level, and uh, and I... I could see 360 degrees around me in a light so brilliantly bright. It was 10 times brighter than the brightest day in the desert I had ever seen. And I was me, but I wasn't in a physical body. I was a ray of light that was embedded into the earth from high above. In fact, the earth looked about the size of a marble, and I was it was that far down below me. And every time I took a breath, this beautiful, translucent, iridescent, pink blanket of a horizon would rise and fall and in, the, in the most graceful, amazing way. And I knew that what was happening was this light overhead was was being transmuted into love. And every time I took this breath, this this love was, was emitting down into the planet. And I knew that this is what each of us are doing, that at the soulful self level, what we're doing is we're bringing love here. We're animating love in this dimension. And the more we breathe and allow ourselves to do that without interfering with this true spiritual pure light, then the soul begins to align itself to that pure spirit being that we ultimately are ascending into. And, mm-hmm. and so I spent the next 10 years of my life uh, turning my life into a living laboratory, trying to figure out how to return to that state at will, how to, how to live from that place, how to embody it, not just have access to it, but to become that. And I started practicing uh, the things that I was putting together, sharing them with my patients and my patients in the clinic uh, that were coming for all kinds of ailments started getting better faster and staying better longer. And meditators mm. were being able to meditate more deeply. And people that were unable to meditate were able to begin meditating because they were grounding and anchoring their consciousness in a way that they had never known was possible. Mm. And so wow. I started to take notes and codify it. And that's what the energy codes became. It was it was the byproduct right. of me wanting to embody my experience and wanting to take notes on the people who were who were responding so beautifully so that it could help, you know, many. Yeah, beautiful. Well, congratulations for that. I want to go into something that you have talked a lot about, and um, you talk about living from the mind versus the essential self, and you kind of touched on that earlier on too. 
there is a difference, right? So is the essential self um, what Gary Zukov will say, like the pure personality? And the mind, would that would the mind be like the personality that has a myriad of things going on in it? Like what's the difference yeah. of, between the mind and the essential self? Yeah, so let's think of the soulful self would be the essential self, would be the true self, would be the inner being, the the authentic being, the the true personality, as as uh, as Gary would would reference it. It it's the true, actual presence of who you really are, not who you think you are. I describe it like this: like when we land here, we kind of splat, and our mind goes one way, and our body goes another, and our breath goes another way, and we're and we live in this dispersed, splatted state, and we develop this personality way out at the perimeter of the splat. It is the false self or the, I call it the protective personality. It's the ego, but I don't call it an ego because people don't like to have an ego. But if I call it the protective personality, it seems we get a lot of good work done because nobody seems to mind having a protective personality. It's like I had no choice. I had to protect myself. I had to develop these ways of being that would, that would protect me in a, in a moment of fear or in a moment when I didn't know what else to do. The problem is we start to identify as that. It, and instead of it being a tool that we can use, we start to get consumed in that way of being, and we start to think that's who we are. So I reference the mind as this thinking, analytical, projecting mind that's always in process, trying to make sure that I'm safe and trying to make sure that, that I fit in or that I belong. And it, that mind runs over time, and that portion of our mind, versus the observing mind that just witnesses, that doesn't have an opinion about it or doesn't have to react to it, but can be present with something. And so this protective mm-hmm. personality versus the essential self is like the ego versus the soul, the, the, the true self, the false self versus the true self. And, and yeah. this is what we have to pull back together. So the processes in the energy codes are teaching people how to pull mind and body and breath back together again because it grounds the mind in, in, out of its story writing, projecting, tenet, protective tendencies and brings it back into the service to the mm-hmm. soul, the observing mind okay. that's here to steward the authentic self through the life that mm-hmm. we're here to live. Okay, well, let's take like a deep breath. And the reason why I'm asking for that is because there is so much richness in what you're saying. And I feel like for our listeners to be able to really capture it, we really mm-hmm. need to, you know, hold that moment and that just pause for a little. The, the 19 mm-hmm. years ago when you had your awakening, was there a lot of internal reflection going on with you? Were you meditating at that time? Was there something happening at a quieter spiritual level for you that brought you to finding clarity in the energy codes emergence? Oh, beautiful. Can you remember? Thank you. I love uh-huh. the definitely question. I remember it uh, vividly like it was yesterday. So I was very stressed as a person. I was an overachiever. I was a perfectionist. I was trying all the time to be a good person, to be a good daughter, a good sister, a good student, a good doctor, a good citizen. And and I was just maxed out. And I, I, I was drawn to meditation. The moment I started meditating, I went to a group meditation. The moment I started meditating... I started having transcendental experiences. Mm. It was only about the third time that I meditated that I had this transcendental experience that I shared earlier. And and I know that it is because of past life experiences that had cultivated this consciousness to this place 
so that the moment that I tapped it, it was there robustly refined. And because it wasn't uh, that I had grown up meditating. I grew up in an energy medicine environment, but my father was a thinker. He was a pioneer. He was an inventor. He was, he was uh, you know, this kind of researcher and very intellectual and brilliant. And so we were rewarded for thinking brightly. And so my thinking mind was going all the time. And it was when I turned my attention to a deeper state, to the still, to stilling mm. of the mind, and right. my attention to the breath. So what happened was, in the, lar- in, the, in the biggest opening that I had initially, was I was chanting chants that I didn't know. I didn't understand in Sanskrit. Mm. And I was brand new to the scene, very green in it all. And I was staking a claim for myself for the first time. Uh, I was not going to run around and do all the things that I always did to try to make sure everyone else was having a good experience. I just went into this ballroom where 300 other people were meditating, and I decided to stake a claim of a moment for myself. So I was completely focused internally. All my energy was inside of me for the first time instead of being dispersed into the outer world of serving others and always you know, thinking of others first. It was like I had to say me too. And in the moment, they were chanting a chant that they were holding the tones it was Om Namah Shivaya, and it was a very slow, slow, slow version of it in a way that, that I, I couldn't hold the tones that long because I was used to breathing shallowly and you know, being all up in my head. And, and so I had to really, really concentrate. But it was that concentration and the slowness of the breath and the tones of the sounds of the divine that were moving right. through my body simultaneously alongside the moment that I was staking a claim for myself and all of my energy was on subject, on me, instead of on object of the outer world. And that combination ignited uh, an opening of a gateway. And I right. lit up beyond my thinking mind and accessed the true self, that who I really am. The essential and self, right, right. Isn't that what self, isn't yeah. that what silence does? Like, that's what that deeper inner process does. And I was sharing earlier on in the conversation that we have this garage that every time I open the door and I see the stuff, I go, oh, I just have to turn back. And I think what's happening to many of us is we go in and we bump into a wall and then we come back out. So we're not able to find the changes that we deeply feel we need. Now, I know that in your book, the energy codes includes a seven-step system to awaken your spirit, heal your body, live your best life. This is like the Bible. So, you know, could you tell us about um, maybe, maybe, you know, just a few of the systems, because I know we're running out of time, unfortunately. But share with us a little bit of some of the steps and how can people's lives change once they start incorporating the principles and the practices of the energy codes? Yes. Uh, yes, the, the garage uh, analogy, it makes me smile because what I'm doing is teaching people to go into the garage and, yes. and, and literally transmute those things into something beneficial. That the stuff that's stored in there is actually going to be of service if we just know how to recycle it. We know what to do with it. We know how to use it. So the energy codes are teaching people how to do that. We have unresolved emotional things stuck in our psyche, stuck in our systems, and it's and it reflects in the body. It starts to make us feel old. It starts to make us not digest very well. It starts to make us allergic to things, and it's it just it creates all kind of compromise in our system at large. 
And so the energy codes are teaching people how to move from living in their heads to come down into their bodies and bring the energy of their vital force, their soulful self, alive into the body. And by doing so, it starts to anchor and slow the mind down and bring it into this place of stillness and bring it into a place of solid presence. And when we can start to feel that, um, then what happens is the mind doesn't run crazy trying to write stories to explain things. It, it's just comfortable being present with what is. It's comfortable finding the solution and finding a loving way of being with life. And so the codes start with the anchoring code, which brings us from our head down into our body. And then the next code is teaching us how to feel in the body the nuances of energy fluctuations that happen with different wisdoms that are trying to rise from deep within us. And when we don't know how to recognize those wisdoms, we think that they're just, you know, uh, anxiety. But interestingly, when the true wisdom is rising up to the, 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 the below the navel area and just above the navel area, right in there where we, we feel a jittering uh, happening, when that energy is trying to rise, it fluctuates and flutters inside the body. But because mm-hmm. we've been trained to believe those energies to be anxiety, we run away from it. And hence, we have a bunch of stuff stored in our, in our own garage of our body. And, and we don't know what to do with it, but it's actually gemstones. There are jewels in those boxes. There, are, there is what we're seeking and searching for is inside these pocketed off areas of energy that we've been suppressing because we didn't know what to do with it. So the second code is the feeling code. It's teaching us how to learn the language of the soul, capture these wisdoms and breathe them up to the heart and up through our manifesting throat center and up to our consciousness so that we can be aware of the glorious amazing being that we really are but we've been suppressing it unknowingly all of our lives and so then the next code is a clearing code that teaches people how to truly transmute the old stuff that's stored in there that we don't need anymore that we were holding on to because it was helping to anchor us in a false kind of way that is no longer needed now that we know how to anchor ourselves consciously. And so it, ter- it teaches us how to clear out subconscious interferences that are just unresolvedness that's been bogging us down all of our lives and causing us to recreate and repeat old patterns, all because our system subconsciously is repeating these patterns because it's trying to give us another opportunity to think differently about it to perceive it for what it really is instead of thinking that it's a problem, it's actually part of a solution. And teaching people how to weave that together. And then the next mm-hmm. code is, is the heart code, teaching us how to infuse love into every bit of these practices that we're doing so that it has a transcendent quality to it. Because when we learn to love no matter what, we learn to transmute the walls that we've been hitting ourselves up against. And we, right. we can walk right through those walls when there's enough love present that's grounded and and consistent. And self-love is a very big component of that. And then there there is a chemistry code. There is a manifesting code. There is meaning that it just helps us to manifest. Uh, There are many breath codes in this whole manifesting piece that I teach people how to breathe certain ways that activate different aspects of our consciousness. 
and get them woven together so that they're all working together rather than sometimes being loving and sometimes being powerful and sometimes feeling creative and sometimes feeling wise, rather having access to all of those things all the time in a great sense of belongingness. And then there's the spirit code, uh, which is teaching us that we are that. It's not something that we're supposed to seek. It's something we're supposed to accept that we are and get about getting into the body instead of seeking these realms that are out there beyond the body all the time. That when we own that we are that which is out there beyond the body, we're made of spirit, we are that. And our journey is about coming here fully into our humanity and allowing humanity to be a reflection of our divinity rather than it Mm -hmm. being two separate worlds. So it's about weaving it all together. And it's a very how-to. Lots of practices in the book teaching people how to do all those things. Beautiful. So as we come to a close, there's a lot going on in the country. How do you see our collective consciousness evolving as a result of the temperament in our culture? It's a beautiful invitation for us to find our true authentic selves so that we don't become part of the wobble, part of the problem, but that we become who we truly are, which is the unwavering, stabilizing presence in the midst of all the fluctuation that is happening that is personality-driven out there. There's a lot of personality-driven conflict out there, and, and it's a perfect invitation for us to choose to operate as the soulful self no matter what is happening. And what I've done with the energy codes is an attempt to teach people how to do that, that we allow this to be our spiritual practice rather than think that everything is falling apart, to see it as everything is now having an opportunity to rearrange. We, we can recreate and stand more, more uh, strongly and clearly in our values and in, in our deep truths when we can see reflected back to us something that seems uh, you know, crazy or ridiculous or, or unloving or unkind or not inclusive in some way. And as mm-hmm. we can witness it, we can make a choice to stand clearly as the principle that embraces and that includes and that allows oneness to be stronger than ever. And, uh, and because of all the turmoil that is happening in our country, I completely feel that it's an opportunity for it to become so obvious to people that even weren't aware of such things all along that now it's bigger right. than life and a real yes. opportunity for us to see that we can make a difference. Yes, I get that. Dr. Sue Morja, thank you so much. It was um, uh, an ocean of information, and I'm sure that we're uh-huh. going to take away something that will help us to get closer to our essential self. Leave it to the website where we can find more information about you and your work, and thanks for coming on air. My great, great, great pleasure. Uh, they can find me at drsuemorter.com, D-R-S-U-E-M-O-R-T-E-R.com. There's lots of coursework and resources and other products that are here in service to making sense out of what it means to be human. Awakening the divinity in our humanity is is the purpose behind the site. So hopefully people will find some resources that will be very helpful. I'm sure they will. Beautiful. Keep up with the energy codes and all the very best. Thank you so much, and thank you for what you're doing, bringing uh, this kind of information up and out uh, for so many. It is a great service to the world. So thank you very much for your process and all of that. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.
So that was Dr. Sue Mortar and author of the wonderful book, The Energy Codes, The Seven-Step System to Awaken Your Spirit, Heal Your Body, and Live Your Best Life. You can find out more information on Dr. Sue Mortar, M-O-R-T-E-R.com. That was a lot. And I was capturing as much as I could because I knew that everything was so valuable and so important for us to hear, to really be a part of. So check her out. There's a lot going on there. And, you know, as we're moving through this continuous, you know, dialogue of, you know, looking about how do I make changes within and how do I really break down my wall, you know, these this limited belief system that we're still somehow carrying. It's just so weird that we just can't let go of something that we haven't really enjoyed <laughs> uh, habit, I guess. But really, just pay attention. Take deep breaths. Try to find times to just step in and check those feelings and be very honest with yourself first before even you tell anyone after. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission, and we really are here to love each other the same. So let's amplify some more love and shine so bright that those around you are just going to want to shine too. (laughs) I'm going to end the show with Bliss. Here's one of my favorite tracks. haven't heard it in a long time. Message home. Take care, everyone.
I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.